Welcome back. Hey, it's Ion Health. My name is Michael Jones. I got Eric Beto Robert running the board. How you doing, Dr. Jones? I'm doing it. This kind of has a nostalgic feel to it. It does, yeah. The band is back together. It really is. (laughs) Uh, Special guest in studio, uh, Mike Jaudis from Fitness Edge. We have Mike on frequently to talk about his establishment. Um, The last time he was supposed to be on, we had to cut it short. Yep. For, for good reason. For very good reason, really cool reason. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, by the way, uh, if you want to check out his website, it's fitnessedge-stl.com. Um, there's information about uh, his his place of business, what he does there, and all the, the different trainers and all the different activities you can do. So check that out, fitnessedge-stl.com. By the way, you're not going to comment on my shirt today? I, I did comment on your shirt <laughs> off the air, but yes, it's it's an amazing shirt. So it's very, last it's time making we a here, statement. Last time yeah. you were here... You had a Dakota Grizzly T-shirt on. I did, yeah. Dakota Grizzly makes great T-shirts, don't they, Mike? Yes, they do. Yeah. And it's a local company, right? So check them out at dakotagrizzly.com. But they're more than just T-shirts. We've told you that before. Yeah. They also have these cool Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. That's like a button-up. Short yeah. sleeve, perfect for this I time go of the year. I church in this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in Hawaii. Uh, check them out, dakotagrizzly.com. They're here in town, right? Yeah. Rob is uh, Rob Rosenblum is the owner. Great guy. Great client, really fit, supplies all the shirts for me, too. It's oh, that's awesome. right. Yeah, he does all the Fitness Edge t-shirts. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, so they got great clothes. The t-shirts are fantastic. Yep. Probably the best quality t-shirts I've ever worn. Great designs on everything. So give them a check Check out. We always prefer to support local businesses anyway, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Not out of town. Not Amazon. No. This is not Amazon. No. This is uh, very much right here in St. Louis. Right and it'll le- legitimately be you know, some of the best clothes. Yes, right. I've, every time I wear that shirt, I'm like, feels good. This is, this is like the best <laughs> shirt I own. It's and, like uh, custom fit. It is yeah, custom it really fit. Is. Yeah, that's right. Very good. So check them out, dakotagrizzly.com. Okay. Hey, so we got a lot to get into with Mike. I'm glad you're back in studio. We had to pull out early, and we'll talk about that um, at the in the next break. But there's a couple of things that were in the mainstream media that's my favorite type of media, Eric. Yeah, the mainstream. The mainstream. I know. I know you really like <laughs> you know, that. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's kind of right up your alley, so I'm glad that you're in because this literally one of the articles was from yesterday. There was a ruling in Washington State, a, a ruling from their Supreme Court um, that has to do with obesity, and I thought it was interesting or at least generate some discussion. Um, there was a gentleman who a few years ago was going to get hired by a local railroad in Washington State. Um, they hired him pending a medical exam. Okay. He was going to be an electrician for this railroad. He was going to have to maybe climb into some tight spaces, maybe actually get calls in the middle of the night, come in and do like emergency electrical work. So the trains are running. So they said, look, you've got all the qualifications we want, but we want to, it's going to be pending a a medical examination by a doctor to check out uh, your BMI and your ability to perform, you know, your function. So he goes to the medical doctor, and his BMI is, like, off the charts. It's, sure. like, uh, 40 or something like that. He's, like, 5'6", 250 pounds or 260 pounds, something like that. So the medical doctor fails him on the results of his medical exam, saying you're physically not going to be able to perform the job 
you know, lot just simply basically due to your size, due to sure. your obesity. Unless you can lose 10% of your body weight in the next six months, then we'll hire you. And so the gentleman sues and says he's being discriminated against simply because of his size. He wins his lawsuit and actually gets upheld in the Supreme Court. That's why it's in the news right. as of yesterday. So it just brought up an issue. You know, obesity's out. We talk about obesity every time you're on the air, Mike. It's an epidemic, uh, not just adults, but children. We'll talk a little bit about that, too. But, you know, it brings up an interesting question. Um, there are certain jobs <laughs> that require a certain body habit. There's certain jobs I couldn't do based on my size. Um, are we going down a bad road if we start to call this some sort of protected class or protected um, a protected disability because there's simply going to be some tasks you can't do just based on your size? Well, you know, I don't, it, it, I'm not a lawyer and I'm certainly well, not an well, you're expert. you're a doctor. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> on the weekends, just for one hour on Saturday. Uh, no, the, uh, I, I'm not a lawyer, certainly not an expert in disability law. I have to think that there's a, uh, a difference here because when you're looking at ADA disabilities, right? And, and I don't know if obesity ranks as an ADA I don't know disability, yeah. but you know there there are it, it's known that there are certain jobs that if you are a paraplegic, for instance, you can't do right. And so is is that discriminatory whenever? Yeah, yeah no, an employer I mean, can't fill it. It just seems like it's in this gray space, and I clearly don't understand the details enough to. The article I read was interesting um, because it, it talks about the wide ranging applications yeah. of this, only because obesity is becoming an epidemic. I mean, so they're saying something like eighty percent of American adults are at least overweight, and like forty percent are, are considered actually morbidly obese. I mean, this is almost like every other person right. has, has could have this condition. Um, so there are wide ranging applications. So I, I don't know. I just thought, thought it was interesting. I'm going to, we don't want to shame people for their body type. In fact, that's the whole reason Mike has the business he has is to try to try to help you get out of that. Um, but do we want to protect it? And what's interesting is then from that article, I linked to another article, um, from the Huffington post, which is my favorite website, Eric. Yeah, you absolutely, can imagine. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like, right. They're like, read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag sarcasm. Um, and it's talking about, you know, doctors are shouldn't even be talking to their patients about their weight because they don't want to hurt their feelings. Oh and it's like, I, you know, I don't know what part, uh, what part do we go over the line? You know, yeah. we don't want to make fun of people, but <laughs> doctors especially should be telling their patients, hey, you know, you need to lose some weight. Yeah. You know, we've talked about the health complications for years on this show. Well, it really depends. You know, what lens are you looking at this through? There's, there's, a, there's a fairness lens from a legal standpoint, statutory protections. It looks like Washington State has, by law, in that state a very broad definition of a disability which is which is part of what the supreme court's ruling on here it's not necessarily saying across the entire united states but in the state of washington they have this broad definition apparently obesity falls into it clearly now right uh, now it does yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And that may not apply for every state and that's that's what i'm seeing here um that being said you know if if we can spend a lot of time arguing over whether or not that's fair or right but for those who are in a situation where you're battling obesity, you're battling being overweight, a much, much better way to spend our time than arguing on the legal practicalities of it would be, how can we fix the real yeah, issue we, so everybody so can have a better life and you can have whatever job in life you really want. And then I'm going to go real quick into another uh, story before we go to break here. And and it was an interesting thing because it looks at the genetics of things, right? Mm -hmm. Um we share 99% of our DNA with other primates. Sure. I share almost 100% with mine. Mine's like really high up there. <laughs> like, there's like, you know, gorillas in the mist, and then there's like me. I'm like right there. So yeah. some of us have even more DNA. Yeah, yeah. But in general, we share 99% of our DNA with other primates. 
But Mike, this is interesting. What this study said was most of those primates just walking around carry a body fat percentage that's like in the low single digits, right? You know, you see these gorillas, and they're like ripped in the yeah. jungle, it's right? It's real there's similar not. to those of us who work in radio. <laughs> yeah, they're just <stunning. laughs> yeah. walking around. Yeah. Yeah. There's like no gorilla in the jungle that's like 600-pound life, right? Yeah. They're all, so the question was, we share this much DNA with these primates. How come for a human, it's like on a good day, you're walking around at like 14 to 30% body fat, and other primates walk around in the low, low, low single digits without going to gyms and watching their diets and all of that. And so what they found is the, the genetics, that little bit that we don't share, one of the things that happens is it stops the human's ability to make their bad fat turn into good fat. And you've talked about this before, Mike. There's two types of fat. There's white fat, which is what... I guess we have a lot of, and, and we retain that to protect ourselves from starvation times, mm -hmm. but there's good fat that's called brown fat that actually burns calories and is like is metabolic, metabolically active, and humans, for some reason, when they don't know why, but part of that genetic code that's a little different than primates, that's one of the things it does is it prevents us from turning our bad fat into good fat, whereas other primates, they readily turn their, their bad fat mm -hmm. into good fat, and, it, and, then the, and then it burns more. Yes. So pretty interesting, huh? Very. Yeah. So I don't know what that means, but I'm just, I'm just throwing it I mean, out there. Someone needs to come up with a supplement for that. Yeah, that's that's right. the, the well, fat I, conversion um, pill. That's yeah. something we can maybe go into. We've got to go to a break here. Um, we got to pay some bills. Um, maybe that's something we can go into because I think there are ways to maybe become more metabolically active to help with that convert conversion. And in it's just interesting that that's a big reason why there's this uh, fat percentage difference between us and other primates. Very good. I don't yeah. <laughs> he looks unimpressed. I don't know. I, no, I, listen. <laughs> Maybe he's shocked. All right. Hey, folks, we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have more Eye on Health with Mike Jottis from Fitness Edge. Stay tuned for more after these words. All right. Welcome back to your home for primate DNA talk. <laughs> this is Eye on Health. My name is Michael Jones. I got Eric Beto Robert standing on the board over there. Next week, we'll do a whole hour on primate DNA. Hey, what, do you think they've done studies on why primates don't have to wash their hands and we do? That's right. No, that's <laughs> that yeah. that's well, right, up, right up there with the hand washing episode. <laughs> hey, uh, in studio, we got a much more exciting topic uh, today, Eric. Uh, we've got our good friend Mike Jottis from Fitness Edge. Um, we've talked about Fitness Edge for years here uh, on, yeah. the, on the air and what an important uh, part of both of our lives it's become and the difference that it makes in everyone's life. So check out uh, Mike's website, fitnessedge-stl.com while you're listening so you can get an idea. And thanks so much for coming back in again, Mike. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you for having me. It's great. Um, you were supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had to cut it short. We just did a, a call in and I actually left the show early. Mm -hmm. um, that means there was something big going on. Yeah. And what, what, what exactly happened? What, <laughs> well... well we actually had the opportunity, uh, based on clients at the Fitness Edge, um, who happened to be connected heavily with the Blues, uh, to have the Stanley Cup at the Fitness Edge. Pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was unbelievable. It was an amazing experience. Yeah. Best excuse yeah. we've ever had for a guest to reschedule their interview. Yes. Huh? And for me to leave early. I was yeah. not going to leave early. Yeah. I was leaving early. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mike's like, why don't you just come after the show? And I'm like, mm, I'm not running the risk of missing it. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. You know, and I took my whole crew with me. So it was pretty awesome. Um, but what the reason I want to talk about it, Mike, it's pretty cool, right? Everyone gets to take pictures with the Stanley Cup and yeah. touch it and all that stuff. But what it meant to me was just how important the the Fitness Edge was to this particular um, blues, we'll just call it blues employee, just to maintain their privacy. Um, sure. How important the Fitness Edge must be to them for them to make the 
the arrangements and all of that to bring it in so that the rest of the Fitness Edge family could could share in that. For sure. Yeah, I, I was, it was so interesting to get the call several weeks prior. Um, basically said to me that, you know, you and your staff have done so much for me and my family that I was wondering if it was okay if we brought the Stanley Cup to the Fitness Edge. And I'm, I just said, well, I don't know if we can put <laughs> that okay? in yeah. 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure, if, I'm not sure we can do yeah. that. No. no, I was blown away. And uh, I was very thankful and happy that he was willing to do that. It was so cool. It was a great experience. And we've talked about the family atmosphere that's there at Fitness Edge. You literally could be just starting down your fitness journey um, and old, old, old like I was and out of shape. And you're just starting down the fitness journey, literally working out right next to someone who's at the end of their fitness journey. But there's this like family feel. Everyone's pulling for each other because everyone wants everyone to do better. And I thought that just epitomized it, you know? Yes, and it's just the the rage around the Stanley Cup in general. I mean, just people sure. in the city have gone crazy over this, and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a good shot in the arm for the city. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly for every, yeah. for everybody. It was really fun. Yeah, they're the team that we all, you know, you just they're, they're for some reason they're just a, your underdog hometown team that we all pulled for, but yet really never thought it was ever going to happen. I know. You have teams some years that were winning the President's Trophy, winning, you know best record in the league and they bow out in the first round of the playoffs and then here you have this scrappy team and you never even expected it's almost a perfect fit but yeah no doubt the hubbub around it showed how even more important it was to bring it in i'm sure they're everyone in the, on that team probably only gets a limited time with the, with the cup i would guess and and part of his limited time was he wanted to share it with us at the fitness edge i know it was incredible they had it for the whole day and you know followed up with them after to find out how the entire day went and apparently it went till 3 a.m. of wow. just absolute r- fun you yeah know, just <laughs> yeah. pure fun everybody was just having a ball for for each location that they 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 dropped the cup it was That's pretty great Pretty, pretty amazing. It's yeah. pretty cool. And, and uh, yeah, my family got to experience it. It was great. It's a memory, you know, we'll always have. Just was fantastic. But that's how important Fitness Edge was to him and his family. And that's how important it is to us, right? It's more than just a gym. We've talked about that. So uh, for those maybe new listeners or haven't heard you be on, be on the air before, w- what is different about the Fitness Edge than um, just, you know, like a box gym, um, you know? Sure. Yeah, I, I devi- uh, designed the business model. Um, I'm actually approaching my 35th year now, which is really weird for me yeah, to say. Considering you're only myself. 36, I know, that's it's weird. Crazy how yeah. how early I started. Oh, yeah, Man. <laughs> right. But, uh, but the whole mission was to develop a facility that would make people that were looking for a private training feel really comfortable. The very best possibility of all the tools in the toolbox, the knowledge base and such for a client to be able to really see result, which is why everyone is trying to exercise to see change. And then on the other side of it, from a a trainer perspective, develop the very best place for someone that wants to really prosper as a trainer, make it a career. And I have many of my trainers have been with me 20 plus years. So they are doing really, really well. I take good care of them. They take good care of me and the clients. It's a win-win. It's yeah. just a different setup, and we're maximizing time um, compared to, again, I, I don't say this because I don't think we're better than everybody else in, in any way, but the, the way it's designed, we, we don't have members, we don't have memberships, and so it gives the trainer that's working with the client a front row seat to anything and everything that that trainer is wanting or uh, the client is wanting them to do with them during their workout, so the... 
the maximizing the time and the amount of work that's accomplished therefore boosts results to a whole new level than if you are a trainer in a gym. Unfortunately, tough situation. I, I was there in my early stages of my career, and it's, you know, if you have two, three hundred members in the facility and I've got a specific workout plan for the client, it's it's really, really hard to follow that in any kind of order whatsoever. You're just yeah. randomly doing whatever you can get to, sure. which it just takes the whole thing out of order. <laughs> so um, so it is important to say there's no memberships, right? Right. You don't, you don't pay a monthly membership. You're basically, um, you're, 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 you and your trainer are, you're paying for the time with the trainer. Right. Right. Yes, Which is, it's a completely different way to think about going to a gym where normally you pay 19 bucks a month or something and you could go every day if you wanted to. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not how this model works. This is, you know, you're paying time, you know, for your trainer. Right. Well, it's the accountability factor. Yeah. Most most of the people that we see are really motivated, uh, highly driven, uh, career focused people. You know, CEOs of companies, doctors, lawyers, professional athletes, their spouses and their kids. That's that's our client base for the most part. And they're busy. They have a million things going on. They have a lot of things they need or want to do. And if they set that appointment and then they can essentially sort of turn the brain off and the body on, Mm -hmm. knock out a workout that's that's very detailed and specifically designed for them, what they're wanting to do, what they're able to do, and, and then forge them through that, we get five to seven times more done in a in a session than you could ever possibly do on your own or potentially on your own with a trainer in a gym or a sure. rec center. It's just it's just not you just don't have the access. And it's it's personal time. You're not in a class of twenty other people. Yes. Um and, and you know that's becoming a much more common thing are these these classes workout you know, where you're actually lifting weights with twenty other people. The problem there is it's hard for that instructor to individualize, you know, if you've got a bum shoulder and you're trying to learn how to do overhead, uh, you know, uh, Olympic lifts and no one else in the class has a bum shoulder, but you do in a larger class, it's, it's hard to deal with that. Whereas on a one-on-one setting, the trainer can, you know, customize, um, your training to your particular body type and what's going on with you. Right. For sure. Yeah. And we'll, we do primarily our, our bread and butter is primarily one-on-one at the same time. We do a lot of semi-private where we may have, um, uh, business partners or family members or a spouse that works out with, uh, with their spouse or their significant other in order to be able to maximize that time. But the, and putting it in reverse for a moment and back to the beginning, we make sure we do a very thorough um, assessment process to make sure that we understand exactly what they're doing. And then the trainers, fortunately, are skilled enough to be able to handle uh, two people in a session. And we do some some small group stuff, but it's very high student-teacher ratio focused yeah. um, as opposed to like you were saying earlier, there are a lot of big classes that have come full circle now. And if you got one instructor and 20, 30 people in the class, you've got different fitness levels, different abilities, different goals, injuries. It makes it really, really hard to manage that. Even if there is camaraderie and I get all that and right. I and I don't disagree with it. There yeah. is definitely some validity to that model. But our model is just more channeled toward the individual, and that's what I think really helps a person to achieve their goals quickly. Yeah, and Mike, I've worked out with uh, in times with my my wife and my daughter, and when they start lifting more than me, I just stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, stay. <laughs> then I just go by myself. All right, hey, stay tuned. We got more eye on health after these words. 
Welcome back. It's Eye on Health. It is. So, Eric, um, you gave me wise advice. Oh, by the way, it's Eric Beto Robert running the show here. Boy, Beto is really falling off, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know. Poor, that we're gonna, no, nobody's going to understand the reference in about six <laughs> more weeks. Is it the, Beto or Beto? I, I've only heard Beto, but, it, oh, okay. you know. All right. Mostly on this anyway. show, so it might be self-reinforcing. <laughs> I mean, yes. I'm keeping him at 1%. <laughs> me personally, give him all yeah. uh, You gave me wise advice. Did I? Um, let's go about, back about maybe eight years ago, whenever we started the show. You said you could save it for the air. Oh, save it for and the air. We always have our best yeah. conversations. You know who air. gave me that advice? Was Smash. I do. Smash. Yeah. That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, hey guys, in studio, we got a uh, longtime friend of the show, Mike Jodis from Fitness Edge. Check out his web t- website, fitnessedge-stl.com. We're talking about some of the unique things that Fitness Edge does. It's not just a gym. It's like a personal training experience. And it's not just while you're there, right? Uh, they also help, help you manage uh, everything else in, in your life. And I'm just going to throw this out here. We were talking about off off air, mm-hmm. prepping for your meals, right, and all of this, and 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 your trainer and Mike at Fitness Edge, they will help you even with with that sort of stuff, right? Because yeah. if you're coming to the gym and you're putting a time in the gym, but then you go home and eating McDonald's every night, neither you nor your trainer nor Mike is going to be happy with the results. <laughs> so it's it's like a whole experience, right? For sure. Yeah, you, no one can out exercise an okay or poor eating plan. Mm-hmm. So you have to get that locked in, and that's part of again the assessment process where we really sidestep for quite a period of time to discuss that because everything that you do outside of the walls plays a role and affects what you do inside your results and your your recovery and all of those things. So how, what, and when you eat is huge. Now, if you're under 25 years old, in most cases, you can party like a rock star. <laughs> yeah, you can right. you can eat whatever you yeah. want, and you can. And if you say, "Hey, I, f- I feel like I need to do something to get rid of this real quick," you can. Yeah, you're not but, even ordering off with the light menu at Taco Bell. No, it's like no, no, no I got the <laughs> full on <laughs> yeah, Trevor, loaded. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but uh, you know, discussing how, what, and when you eat, and just raising awareness. Um, I think everything has become much more convenient for people to just pull up, drive through, and and try to make it as convenient. And in this fast-paced world, I get that. But you're actually, if we're talking about, in a way, food prepping, like Pamela, my wife, and I will food prep on Sunday nights and prepare quite a bit of food. Uh, I'll grill. I'll do turkey burgers, chicken, steak. She'll be cooking uh, sweet potatoes, baked potatoes, brown rice, a variety of vegetables, big salad. We try to time it. We get everything, uh, uh, bring everything in. The kids and I and Pamela will pick what we want for that night because everybody has a different palate or nobody sure. wants, every, not everybody wants turkey burgers. You know, you yeah, just want right. to mix it up. So, and we let everything cool to room temperature and, and prep it for uh, for the next couple, three days and do the same thing again on Wednesday night. And it's in a, we look at it like it actually saves time because during the week, if you have to go out to lunch or you have to go out to dinner, I mean, if you add all that up and cost... It's, it, it's good time as a family and, the, the you know, it's exactly health-related, but, you know, if you want to take some stress out of your life, if you're, if you're going from fast food meal to fast food meal to eat out at dinner, you know... And and you don't run a regular budget. You don't be surprised at all whenever you add all that up for yeah. a month, and you're looking at twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars if you're dealing with a family, and you're just getting by day to day like that. Oh yeah. I, I mean, Eric as a money guy, 
it's got to be cheaper it's, to it's to, to do this at home versus always relying on convenience of fast food. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't. Uh, you know, obviously, we focus on the investment side, so we don't do a lot of budget <laughs> counseling. But usually, whenever we get to that, it's like I'm always like, let's add up the restaurant meals. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where we start, and if we can just change that habit. You, your retirement savings problems solved, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, Not to mention your your trips to go to the fitness set. Yeah, you, yeah. you just paid for it all. Yeah, you're paid yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so let's, before we get to the, the prepping, um, and by the way, Mike taught me something, I think maybe the first time I met with him, which was failure to plan is planning to fail. That's and what he was talking mm-hmm. about was uh, failure to plan out like your meal, your meal strategy, whether it's on a day-to-day basis, which sometimes is hard with my schedule as a physician, or on a weekly basis, you know, f- failing to plan for that is planning to fail because you're going to find yourself in a pinch and then you're going to have to go get fast food or something. For sure. So I th- that's a classic statement Mike always probably tells all his, all his clients. Um, but let's before we get to that point, when you're in the store, okay, let's say someone today, they hear this and they're like, all right, I'm going to make a change. We're going to start you know, doing this. Shopping at a store can be tricky. I'm sure that the store has things organized in a way to try to get you to spend the most money, I would guess, right? They're there to, m- One would to think. make money. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best way to shop at a grocery store? I mean, is there a techniques you recommend to try to avoid stuff? Well, they've always said for years, the perimeter of the store is where you're going to find the best foods. Um, that said, I think it really does depend on what you're trying to do or how badly you want to make a change. So it won't matter where anything is if you have a plan about what you're trying to accomplish. And how bad do you want it? If you want it bad enough, you'll do it. And so you have to make up your mind and kind of get, I always say, you know, get your get your head right. If you can get your, your head right, then everything below the neck starts taking care of itself. And prioritizing. Just prioritize it. That said, there are a lot of great restaurants out there, and people love food. Everybody loves salt, sugar, fat, because they're all flavor. So if, you, if you're trying to adjust your palate to a healthier way of eating, it takes a little time to get to that, but you like the result of what you see from making those changes. So it's just a matter of uh, really just focusing on what you're trying to accomplish. And if you can stay dialed in, and long enough to see the change and exercising patience is another thing I tell everybody. That's the biggest thing a person needs to exercise because we are a buy and get society. I want it now. I'll do everything I can to do it now. And if they put the throttle down full full pace, there's a time window to see that change. And you just got to be, you just got to stay on the path. That's yeah, so true. Um, <clears throat> during in my uh, fitness journey at one point, getting frustrated and um, my trainer said, how long did it take you to end up looking like you did? <laughs> it didn't happen overnight. It took you a long time to get there. So it's going to take you just as long or maybe even longer to undo all that damage that you did. But here we are in America. It's fast food society. We want things fixed right away. We're willing to pay a lot of money to get it fixed right away. But this is the one thing you can't buy your way out of. No, exactly. It doesn't matter if you have $100 or $100 million. You got to do the work. You cannot yeah. buy your way out of something like this. It does does take time. I don't know. You got $100 million. You could probably get somebody <laughs> to do the food prep for you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true, that's, baby. That's, yeah, that's true. true. I, I didn't factor <laughs> that in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, also, if you have $100 million, they could probably take your brain out of your head <laughs> yeah. and put it into someone else's body. Body. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm sure that's out there. <laughs> hey, the other problem I think with uh, with society that may kill motivation because I think a big motivation killer is you do put the work in and you don't see results. You know, for a while you don't get to where you want to go right away and you give up. 
You're like, right. well, I did all this and it didn't make a difference, and then they give up, and that's the worst thing you can do. And I think society plays a role, especially social media. My favorite topic here. Yeah, yeah. I love social media, you don't I? love to hate social media. So let me tell you about an anecdote that just happened this week about social media mm-hmm. that drove me up the wall. Mm-hmm. This may be hurting my Chinese social credit, but I'm going to tell <laughs> were you, you. You were taking a picture of your food no, prep no, 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 for Instagram. Nothing to do with that. No, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm on, only on social media to track my kids' activity. By the way, so I'm on there. And <laughs> like any good, you know, dad. you know Aquaman, right? Yeah. Yes. I can't remember the d- dude's name. He's like he's big, big he's ripped. He's, he, he. They take a picture of him on like a family vacation. And to me, I'm like, dude, still pretty looks pretty jacked. I mean, he's not four percent body fat, but he's standing sure. there and he's looking pretty darn good. And they start body shaming the guy, right? Because he's overweight. And what people don't understand is, actors or bodybuilders or uh, models that are doing a shoot, they may train for six months to get to that two week window where they can take good pictures or, or shoot a movie yeah. where they look ripped. Absolutely. You can't you can't maintain that your whole life. No. So don't you think that social media has completely warped our brain? So here you got someone who comes into the fitness edge, they're putting work in, they're eating healthy. They the, after six weeks are like, I still don't look like Aquaman. I'm gonna give up. But here you get actual Aquaman getting shamed for not yeah. looking like Aquaman on family vacation. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you cannot in most cases when you see um act Actors, actresses, uh, competitors on mag in in or on magazines or on social media, they get to their ultimate shape and take as many photographs as they possibly can, and then utilize those for the next year or two to, until the next show or until the next movie or whatever magazine cover. Right. And they that's how people think they look but all the they, time. But they'll spread those pictures out, and so you think this person looks like this their entire life. Well, it's, it's yeah. do- Dr. Jones, you're familiar with the Batman movies, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah of just course. A little. Yeah. <laughs> so Christian Bale <laughs> yes. goes from Batman to Dick Cheney and Vice. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys see that? <laughs> yes. 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 You know, yes. and then now he's almost back to Batman again. I don't know how he does that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the crazy... I, do, I get to Dick Cheney, I'm never coming back. I'm you know like, the craziest thing about Christian Bale? I do, I do like... Uh, so these celebrities, I mean, look, I'm no fan of these people, but the ones that are in these movies where they have to look good... It's pretty amazing what they do with their bodies. Yeah, I'm sure. thinking of Chris Pratt, for instance, who used to just kind of be your pudgy guy. I mean, he made big changes. For sure. And it's interesting to actually follow them and see what they do. Uh, the Superman guy is pretty interesting. We've talked about yeah. him before. Yeah. But Christian Bale, before he was the, ver- the Batman for that very first movie. Yeah, he did the anorexic thing. Right? <laughs> yes. he was, yeah. What was the name of that movie? I don't, I don't know, remember. but he was wow. like... He was like... 120 uh, pounds or something. Crazy. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to be Batman in like four months. And he's like, oh, all right. I guess I would start eating. I mean, <laughs> pro up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, if you're if you have, if we talk about just all the other time in between, which there's going to be a lot of that. You can still stay within range and still at the same time have fun because I know that if someone comes in and they love they love wine or, or cookies or donuts or whatever it is that they're their pat pizza that they're passionate donut about. flavored wine pizza is mine. <laughs> <laughs> right but you know I mean I try not to take those things away from a person because as soon as you tell someone no more pizza for you. The only thing they're thinking about is pizza, and yes, it just instantly yeah. becomes a, it, it instantly becomes a de- I'm deprived. 
Yeah. And so it's just that that want and desire to have that is is just looming in the background. And sooner or later, the wheels are just going to fall off and they're going to eat, you know, yeah. four cheese pizza. <laughs> completely, completely go off the rails, yeah, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you allow a little bit of wiggle room within certain parameters, you can do really well from a lifestyle perspective where you're still getting excellent results. You can see dramatic changes. If you got a big something like a beach trip or you're going to, you're going to do a, a magazine cover or a show or whatever the heck it would be, then, then you tighten the screws a little bit in a few areas and it's not such a long road to get there yeah. because you didn't let the wheels fall all the way off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, it, pizza is a good example of, I'm not, I'm not a crazy pizza person, but I know some people who are, you right, know, right. I'm, I'm one of those people I can live without pizza for a long time. I cannot. Right. Pizza is my Achilles. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's, it, it is a dish where if you're trying to make you know, you got to reserve some space for the legit pizza, whatever your dream pizza is. Sometime, sure. But you can you can make some really healthy alternatives that are maybe it's not technically pizza at some point, but you know, like it's just it, you know using the similar ingredients get a really really good meal out of it that you don't feel guilty. Of. My my issue is ice cream, and then I have to oh. like come up with alternatives there that involve fruit and yeah, not. I'm, I gotta tell you guys, I'm getting awfully hungry here. Yeah, this is yeah. Not, this is, yes. not the goal yeah. of the show. I think here. my stomach yeah. just yeah. Let's see, uh, pizza, ice cream, <laughs> beer. Yeah. It's no wonder we're all obese. We get, uh, of course, right, great. Our well, food's I, too good. Yeah, good. well, and if a person thinks that all they're supposed to eat is boiled chicken breast, steamed broccoli, and egg whites, I mean, that gets really old really quick. Yeah. And if someone tries to prescribe that to someone, you, I can guarantee you that they will not be able to sustain it. I've never met anybody, terrible four-letter word, diet. I've never met one person in my life that's been able to sustain a diet their entire life. Hey, very good. And that actually, um, I told you there were three studies I wanted to talk about. Um, you just refreshed my memory. We only talked about two of them. There's one about diet. I want to touch on it real quick when we get back. So, hey, we got to go to break here. Um, we've got Mike Jodis in studio from Fitness Edge. Check out his website, fitnessedge-stl.com. It's great information about all the services and trainers there. And stay tuned for more Eye on Health after these words. All right, welcome back. Eye on health. We're missing Dr. Harvey today. We are. He must be on vacation somewhere. Yeah. You know so. who needs a vacation? This guy right here. Maybe I need you, to take You one. brought the shirt for it. <laughs> right. By the yeah. way, a Dakota Grizzly shirt. Check That's it out, right. dakotagrizzly.com. Hey, in studio today, we've got Mike Jodas from Fitness Edge. Always fun to have you in, Mike. We appreciate all your knowledge on everything. Um, check out the website, fitnessedge-stl.com. Um, we were kind of getting into this right before we went to that last break, and I know uh, you always say this, the four-letter word that you hate is diet. Yeah. <laughs> well, why is, I mean, what, why is that? Because people can't sustain it. Yeah, it's un, it's not, it's unsist. So then, okay. So when you're telling someone, then are you telling them that they need to change their habits and change their lifestyle? Is that? Yeah, it's just it's being more conscientious of eating correctly, and and small and often eating is always the way to go. So the term grazing, which everyone's heard for years, is really the way to go because it actually helps the body burn calories more consistently, and it creates what's called the thermogenic effect. So it's almost like putting one of the metaphors I use, use during the assessment is like logs on the fire. If you want to keep the fire going, you have to keep 
putting logs on that fire on a regular basis to keep it consistent. Or the locomotive going down, the old school locomotives going down the railroad tracks. They just keep scooping the, the coal in there and, and it allows the engine to just keep driving forward. However, though, you're not talking about shoveling french fries in all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, healthier choices for <laughs> yeah. sure. You know, if you can stay more on the healthy side versus the non-healthy, you're going to do way better, of course. Um, so it, it, the wild part about all this is we've seen so many different types of I hate to say it again, but diet options. There's all these possibilities and people just radiate toward them. And this is my answer to to my prayers and I'm going to change my body forever. And, you know, and there's good quality science behind it. But the problem is you just can't do it. It's not sustainable. No. And there's too many temptations out there. People have, you know, desires for different types of foods. And I think, again, I think if you factor them in, if you make it a, a one really substantial cheat meal a week like if you you're really good sunday morning through late saturday afternoon and you've done everything the way you're supposed to you're hydrated properly you're balance balancing out your macronutrients you're timing out your eating so you're conscientious of what you're doing along with your training because you can't you can't eat really good and do nothing and you can't train like a beast and eat terrible so uh go out saturday night and enjoy yourself it actually will help metabolic rate so you've been in the fitness industry for 35 years it seems like now, every week, there's a new fad that comes out. Oh. Has it always been this way, or, yes. is there, or are we getting more and more fads as we go on? There's just, so, so let's say even in the late 80s, all right, there were fads. I just don't, I mean, I, wasn't, I don't remember them, but there were diet. Jazzercise. Jazzercise. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that was exercise, <laughs> but were there diet fads back in then? Uh, I mean. Yeah, I, sure. There's always, every month or so. So it's not that it's a newer thing with these fad diets, these, these you know, extreme fad diet things. No, not the keto. You know, going into ketosis, which you know you can't. There's you can't sustain that for a long time. You'll you'll die if you're going to ketosis. Yeah, too, all right, that's not a, a long term healthy way to live. Right, that's kind of a that's kind of a, a an extreme type of fad. Oh yeah. Um, some of these uh, some of these intermittent fasting. We've talked about that on the show. There are definitely good properties of that. But the extreme ones, where you're like, don't eat for like seventy two hours in those things. That's like an extreme fad. Right. Are those kind of th- are those becoming more common, or do they just seem more common? I, I, you know, I think just general knowledge, awareness is re- there's more science behind things, so that gives them more backing to be able to promote them. But I, I, I know what works. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know what works, no matter what is being because I've seen it over the. I've performed it. I've seen it. I've I've uh, educated people in these areas to help them do it, and I've also taken into consideration life. <laughs> you know, if if you have nothing else to do with yourself except work on your body. And you have, and you yeah. got a lot of disposable income and sure. a lot of disposable time or yeah. extra time. Yeah. Then you can you can go there. But if for the rest of us that have lives that we need to manage, there's got to find you got to find that balance between you know making it all come together and still being satisfied with what what you're what you're doing and the work that you're putting in and whether or not it's producing the results you want. And if you're struggling or you're you're you know you're not in sync in in both areas of or all areas of recovery, uh, cardiopulmonary training, your resistance work um and nutrition you just you just need to tighten the screws in one or two areas a little bit it's again it's not rocket science the stuff that i teach people nutritionally is really relatively easy it's just putting it all down and making sure you understand it and not not getting too scientific yeah, right, because you lose the forest for the trees there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's one of the things that I think is most you know important for folks to understand about the fitness edge, and at least my experience there is, as I've gotten older, you know, have kids, and that's your your priorities change. 
And so you know, we're talking about people going to bodybuilding shows and professional athletes, and then that's all that's amazing. Some sure. of the stuff that you guys do there, but what what I've gotten the most out of from Adam and the folks at Fitness Edge and Sean is, I want to feel better. Yeah, you know, I'm, too much stress, too little, you know, time prepping food, all of those things, and and the practical guidance and wisdom to be able to just feel better. So when it's seven thirty or eight p.m., you're still able to pick up and play with the kids. Right. And, and you just don't want to collapse on the couch. That's that's what matters, and that's why you should call Mike. Period. Oh. Period. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know. Can't go anywhere from there. Thanks, Eric. Great. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're so out. Show's right. over. <laughs> hey, check out uh, the website, fitnessedge-stl.com. Give them a call. There's probably someone there now answering the phone to come in and meet with Mike. He'll sit down with you and go over a plan and get started. Couldn't imagine a better way to get started down a fitness path. Yeah, any other uh, major sports events happening at Fitness Edge? Uh, <laughs> other trophies coming? Right. The World I, Cup I soccer so. team showing up? I'm yeah. looking forward to that call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, also, stay tuned because you know what's coming up? That's right. It's on the money. It's on the money. Big week. It, yeah. So some things make you feel good about your body and some things make you feel good about your retirement account. This was a great week. It was a I can't wait to hear week. what Bob has to say about it. So stay tuned for On the Money with Bob Stockdale, and we'll see you next weekend. Get more at 971talk.com.